Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the cast. I'm here with Joey and Chandler, and we're going to go ahead and get things started real quick with the two minutes of fame. Chandler, you want to go ahead and get things started? Yes, I will go ahead. Um, I know we are a sports centralized podcast, but we also can talk about other things. And um, Joey's not really in on this because he's a faggot. But, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Dude. The I can talk about this. Joey can't. No, I'll leave you to it. The, finale, the finale was this past Sunday, and by God, was it amazing, Tyler? It was. I, if I can say this. That episode was on fire. Literally. Literally, it Wildfire. was on fire. Wildfire. The green stuff. Yeah. Um, that me. wasn't even my favorite scene, though. What was your favorite scene? Uh, Joey is like on season one, so I'm not going to get too specific. I'm not going to watch the rest of it, so go ahead. But Arya Stark. Spoiler alert. So just... Yeah, spoiler alert. If you're listening to this and you watch Game of Thrones and you're not caught up, you want Mute to us. just... Mute us right now. You want to skip. I'll go ahead and tell you later uh, when to come back in. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. She literally... I called it like... Mm, after she said the first time that they're right here, I was like, that's Arya. She finna kill this dude. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think... like It didn't process that it was going to be Arya, but just then bringing back Walter Frey, like, okay... He's gonna die somehow this episode. Either Jamie's gonna kill him, or he's gonna die somehow. Yeah, I think everybody that I was watching the episode with, when he was all like the phrase and the Lannisters in their regards, I think everybody I was watching with like instantly flicked that dude off on screen. Yeah, I hate that guy. Me too. A lot of death in this episode. Yes. Crazy stuff. Poor, poor Tommen. But dude, that blew my mind. Yeah, because it happened so quick. I didn't see that one coming. Not at all. But um. A lot of stuff Shame. set up. Shame. 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 Mountain. Mountain mount. I would hate to be that chick. Mountain. <laughs> the mountain mounted. <laughs> uh, that's but, true. So now we got a year or two or however long it's going to take for him to start this. Yeah, and this is the last season that's ten episodes. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I saw there are going to be two more seasons, one seven, one six. Yeah. I think it's because they're going to be so freaking nuts. That they just don't have the budget to put ten episodes in one uh, year. I think what's going to happen is that the, that last season, they're going to spend so much CGI on the White Walker War that it's going to... Yeah. They, they only have six episodes. Yep, 100%. But, um, yeah, so if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, you need to get on the train because it's amazing. But uh, we'll get back to the sports talk. So, Joey, you can go ahead and hop on your two minutes of fame real quick. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and apologize if I cuss on this one. This one a little bit kind of pisses me off. Uh, Cam Robinson, left tackle. Earmuffs. From, Earmuffs. From uh, Alabama. Got arrested a couple of, couple of months ago on charges of possession of firearm, possession of stolen firearm, and possession of marijuana. Well, apparently, they dropped the charges. The district attorney, who happens to be named Jerry Jones, which I find funny. Hey-o. Hey-o. Says, quote, I want to emphasize once again that the main reason I'm doing this is that I refuse to ruin the lives of two young men who have spent their adolescence and, and teenage years working and sweating while we were all in the air conditioning. What? How the hell does that matter? They broke the law. You break the law, you have to have consequences. That's what life's about. That's why kids suck because there's no consequences for their actions. <laughs> you think he would have like said the opposite? I'm not letting this kid go because he worked out in the hot sweat and sun. You think that's what he would say? Right. But he did the complete and polar opposite of that. Hey, I work 50 hours a week, so can I kill somebody and get off? Sure. Do you work in the air conditioner though? I do. 
Well, well sorry. Play, I work in that kitchen back? as well. So yeah, do you do you play left tackle for the Alabama? No. This that's, that's what pisses me off the most about all these all, all these kids that get in trouble and then get off of it, get off with it because you're creating more Johnny Manziel's. Right. Congratulations. There's, there's never enablers. there's never a consequence for anything. They are enablers. I, and I can't I can't stand this this whatever we have going on with with our judicial system or whoever it is that, that lets these kids off with nothing. They don't even get a slap on the wrist. Not a here's community service. Not this. Nothing. Hey, go back to Alabama. Be the twelfth overall pick in the draft and enjoy your life. And then you know, next thing you know, you'll be Aaron Hernandez just killing people whenever you want to. Oh, hey, I know that was wrong. I was never yeah. taught that way. Nobody ever told me off. I couldn't do this because I can just have a stolen firearm and nobody can prove that it was me that stole it. So it's stupid. I, I can't stand it. It really, it, like I said, it pisses me off that that you know if my kid. When he's 19 years old, if he goes and he has a firearm in his vehicle, guess what? He's going to jail, and that's going to be with him for the rest of his life. But because he, this kid plays for Alabama, Cam Robinson, then, you know, we don't want to ruin his life. Yeah, I, I can only but when in reality, you are ruining his life by not teaching him right from wrong right now. Very true. And I, I can only imagine what my dad would do if I had done that when I was an 18-year-old. You've already been 18, right? Yes, I have. Did you do that? I did Hell, not. no, because Richard Collins told you not to do that because you would get your ass beat. That's a fact. Yeah. Well, and, and like, later down the road, like, can you imagine being the family that pays the consequences of this kid's actions later down the road if he does something stupid? God Aaron, forbid. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, my God. I would be so pissed if I was that family. I mean, I don't know. I just, it, well, it do got you know what wrong. the jail sentence would be for that? I, I don't. I haven't. I, don't, I didn't I look. I have no idea either. Okay, like, but... It, it probably depends on like if the gun was registered or like something like that. Kind of. Yeah. There's probably some technicalities, but I mean. Yeah. I'm, possession of a firearm is normally. Yeah, and not, and not, not a fun. Sentence. It is what it is. I just hate that the district attorney Jerry Jones said that <laughs> quote. Like, why would you say yeah. that quote? Just huh. say we didn't have enough evidence. The end. Not these two guys play at Alabama, so we're not going to charge them with anything because we want them to be successful and we want Alabama to win football games. I mean, that does sound like something that Jerry Jones would say, though. That's why. That's why I found it so funny. Yeah, that's why I found Jerry Jones. That's why I found it funny. (laughs) All right, now we're going to talk about the NBA a little bit and um, sort of about LeBron's legacy. um, Sort of about the conversation about him being the greatest player in the world. I know Joey has some opinions about this, so I'll let you go first. I do too. I know Chandler does too, but I know Joey has some heated opinions. Not really. I mean, first of all, I I do think he's the best player in the world. He. He. I mean, who's better than him on the planet right now? Nobody. So, phone maker. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I, I will say this about LeBron. He he made a quote before Game Seven, right after Game Six. Really, kind of not made me mad, but I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way sometimes. He said, "I'm going to play as hard as I can, possible, as hard as I possibly can, and I'll be happy with either result." See, I just don't like that. Like, cop out. Yeah, I, that's great that you're going to play as hard as you can. I'm, I mean, I, I know that already. You shouldn't be happy with a loss, though. Never. I don't know. Never. But anyway, he didn't lose. They didn't lose. His team didn't lose. He won his third championship ring. As I posed the question before the, the finals, if he wins this one and he wins three more in the next five to six years, where does that rank him? All time. What do you think? He has to be in the conversation. Oh, easy. He's in the conversation now. I can't put him in the conversation right now. I mean, now. he's not, not for number one. Not not for number one overall. Overall, the history no. of life. No. However, I do believe. But if he wins three more, 
By all means. I do believe that he's the best player in the, this this life has ever seen. Yeah. The human population, the human race, whatever this is, he's the best that I've ever seen. Best you've ever seen? The He is the best basketball player I have ever seen. You saw Jordan play, right? I saw Jordan play many a times. He Jordan, <clears throat> I don't know how to really say this, because Jordan, he obviously had the, the will to win. I watched a video of Jordan not too long ago, and, and somebody said he had to literally cut Jordan's heart out to kill him. And even then, Flu his game. heart was still beating. Flu game. I mean, Jordan had Jordan was different. Jordan was a different breed. He wasn't a pussy is what it was. Right, basically. Like but, LeBron is. But when, Lebr- when LeBron plays basketball, there's nothing he can't do. He's excellent on defense. He can go to the basket anytime he wants to go. Which I don't understand why he doesn't. I don't either. That's But games five and game six, he did what he wanted to do. Anytime he wanted to get to the basket, he got to the basket. If he wanted to shoot a jump shot, he shot a jump shot. If he wanted to go get an offensive rebound and a putback, he went and got an offensive rebound and he got a putback. If he wanted to flop, he got a flop. If he wanted to flop, he flopped. He's the best basketball player through it, in stretches that I've ever seen. I mean, we all know how I feel about LeBron James. Obviously, the dude is great. The best player this this generation, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to put him above Michael yet. But like I say, if he wins three more, that's a hot debate. That's a hot debate. And um, they could probably go either way. Um, but the peop- the thing that people don't like about LeBron is, like I said, the flopping, the right. the whining. The inconsistencies. The inconsistencies. And then just he had to leave Cleveland Left his home, his like his like this whole thing about him winning now, like he won it for his home, his hometown, Northeast Ohio, Cleveland, Akron, everything. But I mean, if he was so into winning one for his hometown, why didn't he just stay and try and build a foundation around him and all his other guys instead of getting Mike Brown fired, getting David Blatt fired, and then bringing in whoever he wanted to on that team? And then finally win one for his hometown. After he goes down to South Beach after having an hour-long special just to say five words. And then comes back to Cleveland and and pulls off a very impressive comeback. And he, like I said, he, he could do whatever he wanted to. But I think all that other stuff is what's going to make people deter from saying LeBron's the best ever. I don't disagree with that. I, 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 mean, I understand why he left Cleveland because they weren't doing anything to help him. They brought in a 93-year-old Shaq, 47-year-old Sean Marion. <laughs> like, that's not helping. Antoine Jameson, they brought in. Thank you. Great. I can go play Antoine Jameson's role right now. Anderson Vergeau. He's my least favorite player in the history of the game to watch. But they Ever. Have, but in they the history of the game. Booby Gibson. Yeah, exactly. That's my <laughs> point. That's why he left the first time. Yeah, I mean, I, as much as I want to go on state to win, I cannot stand watching Vergeau on the court. He's atrocious. He's, he's, he's a worse flopper than LeBron is. Uh, so it's not, bad. It's not close. So bad. But like I said, I understand why LeBron left the first time. He he needed help. He knew he couldn't do it by himself, and he doesn't have the 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 will that Jordan had. Now, also, let's not forget how many titles did Jordan win without Pippen? I don't know. The answer is zero. Zero. Yeah. So, it's not like Jordan didn't have a running mate. He didn't win any before he well, got he to never, Chicago. He never got to the finals with with Pippen though. Without Pippen, you mean? 
So, yeah, yeah. Pippen. he didn't. He couldn't get over the hump. Neither could what? LeBron. Got LeBron bad, needed help. He was facing the bad boys. True. It was one of the best teams ever in NBA history. True. But, that, I mean, you see what I'm saying, though. Like, everybody needs something. Sure. And he was, he, he was like you said, Booby Gibson. Ooh. Hmm, watch That's, out. Mo Williams. All right. You know what I mean? So I understand why he left. I don't know. I've said before, everybody wants to witness history. Everybody wants to witness greatness. Everybody wants to be a part of it. We saw that. And I, and I want to I, – I, I try really hard to like LeBron James. I really do. Because I like what he stands for. I think he's a good human being. Oh, yeah. I really do. I know I read something the other day. He's given back like $42.8 mm-hmm. million to schools yep. to send kids to school. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, and he's like I said, he's a good dude. Like he's he married his high school sweetheart. They have kids. You no know, off the court issues. You've never no. heard of a bad thing about him off the, the court. The worst thing that anybody's ever heard of was the Hummer thing in high school. Right. That, that's Watch it. it. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Bad I mean, ass. So, you know, he's really good to his mom. I know he's helped her, and and they struggled whenever he was young. I. I he seems I, like a pretty good teammate too. He really does. I except really we, except Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really want to like the guy and, until he flops and cries, and then I'm like, you know, you're six eight, two seventy. You're the, you're the best no, athlete on no the planet. No one's knocking you over. You're, nobody's knocking you over. You don't have to fall and cry. But I do want to witness greatness, and I want to see him win three or four more just to just to see it. I want to see him take the game over. I want to see him take the NBA by the throat and say, "This is my league." And the rest of you can sit down now. I want to see him. I mean, probably not going to happen like in the, in the next couple of years. But once he gets like close to like his last, well, he's been in the league what 10, 10 yeah. years? Yeah, yeah. So he's probably got like what you say, like six, six, seven, six good seasons. Like so, once he gets to that tail end, kind of pull. Like not, I'm not comparing him and David West, but kind of like what David West did this year. Like take a pay cut. But we'll we'll. David West took a pay cut to go to a different team for a chance to win a ring. I don't see him. I don't see LeBron take a pay cut and have Cleveland bring in or whoever he's on in six years. I bring mean, in the next. Bring in the next LeBron and have him pass the torch. Like, like oh, this guy's gonna be like Ben Simmons' contracts up in Philadelphia in four years. Have him have Cleveland have LeBron take a pay cut and have Cleveland bring in Ben Simmons and let, let LeBron groom him for the next two or three years. I'd be okay with that. I mean. I don't know. I like I said, I want to like I want to like LeBron, and I want him to do do well because I think he's a good human, and that's that's bigger to me than basketball. I mean, I don't like him, but I mean, real recognized, real. I mean, the dude is like I said, he's one of the top players of all time. He's gonna be top five when it's all said and done, more than likely. And um, I mean, you can't you can't argue that. No, but he still frustrates the absolute hell yep. out of me whenever he shoots jumpers and whenever he cries and flops and all that so I'm still going to say bad things about him of course I just want everybody to know that listens to this all three of you that I'm still going to say bad things about LeBron however I, I do want to like him and I do think that he's in the process of going down as one of the greats of all time I agree and you talk about you wanted to win his history we did win his history in that finals we did I mean one the seventy-three and nine Warriors, but, but that was one part of history, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Oh, they're, they're gonna win." They're up three-one, and then the first time ever NBA history in the finals. In the finals, 
Cleveland comes back down 3-1 and just pulls it out. People lost a lot of money when Cleveland came back. Do, do you do you Not think Joey. do you Joey think losing Bogut hurt them more than people think? Yes, because he clogs up the middle. And Festus Azealia is horrible. He's not though. He's, he's not. Just, he's he's not. He he's very timid. <clears throat> I think he, they they try to do something with him that he that he can't do. He's not an offensive threat. And they tried to force feed him the ball the first four or five possessions of that of the game seven. Game seven, yeah. And that's not his game. His game no. is to clog the lane yep. and, and you know clean up. He's a cleanup man. He's a trash man. I agree. Let him be the trash man. Don't try to force him to get him involved in the game. That's not his game. That's what I. That's where. And then they started him again in the second half, and that's when Cleveland went on their little run to get back in it because they were down seven at the half. They, that, that, I mean, that's that's just not that. That's on Steve Kerr, in my opinion. I thought he got severely outcoached by Tyron Lue. Who the hell would have ever thought they would have said that? <laughs> he got outcoached by LeBron James, not Tyron Lue. Maybe, Lue. maybe, which makes it even more impressive. Yeah, LeBron's the best player coach in the series. <laughs> <laughs> and prop, props to our boy Draymond for putting on a show. He didn't. No, I, I've been saying that since since day one that he's the, he's the MVP of that team, not the league, but that team. He is he is that team. He is the team facilitator. He's the team motor. He is that team. As much as everybody loves Steph, as much as everybody loves Clay, Draymond Green is what makes that team go. Do you think that if he only got suspended, yes, the game would have been over. Game series over. Would have been over in five, and that's why the NBA did it. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. <laughs> They knew that Cleveland could go home and win Game Six, and Game Seven was a toss-up, and that's what happened. Good job, Adam Silver. Yep. With that said, might as well transition in a little bit to more NBA into the free agency and little anything stick out and anything that you want to talk about in particular. Uh, the one first thing I want to talk about, um, not really free agency, that kind of happened on draft night was the the Magic yeah. and Thunder trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a big Surge fan. Uh, I think his game is is good. Had kind of a down season this year, but I think that's just because they were he wasn't being used right for a lot of the year. They had him like post up in the corner a lot and trying to work on his three game, and that's not really what he is. I mean, he he has that game. Don't get me wrong. He's developed that game. Yeah, he's, he's worked de- hard to get that game. He's developed that game, but uh, he was always a guy that would 14, 15 points, 14, 15 rebounds, and like three or four blocks. Yep. And a few other stats here and there. Um, so. I don't mind him being a Magic fan. I don't mind him coming to the Magic, but I'd have much rather kept Oladipo and then uh, not drafted Sabonis. I mean, because I really want Aaron Gordon to be the four and play like 40 minutes at the four every game for Orlando. Um, but drafted someone like um, I, don't, I don't remember who was available after him. I mean, so someone like Denzel Valentine, and so, so we can finally have a wing. Right. But um. I can understand why the trade was made, but I I didn't like it. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was not good for the Magic. No, no yeah, I mean I, that's what. I, that's I, what mainly I'm because you give up what I think is probably your best player, and if he's not right now, he's going to be. He's he's pretty good. Aaron Gordon, Oladipo. Um, Oladipo, are you? Um, so I, I that I just don't. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. I they, and Ibaka's not really. And he's he. This is his last year of the contract, too. right? So I mean, it's it's a very good chance that he, because I really doubt the Magic are going to make it to the finals. That, and that's what I feel like. That's what they, like they felt like Serge was the missing piece to make it the finals run this year. And that's I I don't I just don't think that's the case. I'd much rather had a lineup of Alfred, Oladipo, then 
Denzel Valentine or Fournier or whoever, and then Aaron Gordon and Nico. But now nah, I feel like the lineup would be what? Alfred, Fournier at two, Gordon at three? Yeah. And then Serge and Nico down low? I mean, that has to be it. And I don't mind Gordon at three, but like I said, I, it just feels like they they in their head, they're making a finals run this year, and they don't have the pieces for that right now. And they no. traded their best player for the next three years, two years, I guess, in Oladipo. But that Thunder team, if they keep Durant, Mm-hmm. It's got a lot better. Yeah. A lot, lot better. <laughs> a lot, lot better. I think part of that was <clears throat> for, on, the, on their think part. Think of starting five. I think a lot of that on their part was, oh, hell, we might not get Durant back. Let's try to find a young guy with a little bit of length that can shoot a little bit, that can slash a little bit. Plays great D. Plays great D. And kind of hopefully Russ and him can mesh and see what happens. Because if yeah. Durant doesn't come back, he's a pretty good replacement for Durant. Yeah. I mean, that's starting five if they keep Durant. Yeah, Russ, Oladipo, Durant. I take a Sabonis hops into the four. Possibly. And then. Depends on depends on kind of how he develops a little bit, I think. And then Steve Adams. Yeah. Who was turning to be pretty good player. A stud last, this past season. Yeah. I mean, Cantor's still there. He makes like 40, $42 million a year, too. They pay him a lot. Yeah, I mean, he. He can be he, the fourth rock. He here. seriously makes almost ten million a year. Yeah, they put a lot of money up for him. That's a little crazy. Speaking of the Durantula, where you got him? I think he resigns. I think he stays. If he doesn't, if he doesn't stay, I think Golden State is really going to entice him to go there. Yeah, I really, I would love for him to go to Boston because that, that's what that team needs. I don't know. Who does he have the meeting set up with? He has meetings set up with Miami, New York, Boston, the Knicks, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Warriors, and the Thunder. Yeah, two with OKC. I feel like there's, oh, there's another team. Maybe not. Atlanta, maybe. Maybe. I know they just got kind of got in on the on the fun a couple of days ago. Yeah, and I thought that was one of them that that picked up a meeting with him. I think that he resigns as well, but if not. Just to be different, I'll say New York. They they they're throwing money around. They are, but can you imagine D Rose? Uh, D Rose for the first quarter of the season till his knees. <laughs> D Rose, Mello, Przingis, Mello, Spurs with other team, San Antonio. That's right, and uh, I don't remember who their fifth would be, but who would who would pass or play defense in that lineup? Seriously, it'd be it'd be like the Phoenix Suns of old. It would not be that. I'm, that doesn't intrigue me at all. If he goes to New York, I don't feel like they even make the playoffs. Any team Carmelo Anthony's on is not going to make the playoffs. And they're about to get Joe Kim from from uh, I've been reading the Knicks because they didn't they, they they couldn't throw that much money at Dwight because Dwight do you see how much he wants? Yeah, Dwight's an idiot. He's not he's not worth that much. He's not worth anything. <laughs> he's a team killer, and he's not that good anymore. He was really never that good, but now he's definitely not that good. In Orlando, he was he was pretty badass. He was pretty good, but wasn't. Then he tore apart my favorite franchise. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Yeah. Nobody wants to play with him. Ever. Every yeah. team he's ever been on has been a loser. That's not a coincidence. Any other? Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a quick, interesting. Go ahead. Lineup. 
Well, first of all, I have a new favorite NBA team. Let anybody want it? The Indiana Pacers. Pelicans. Tyler's mic's fixing to get turned on. <laughs> Go Pacers. <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans is my new favorite NBA team. Is everybody's favorite buddy on that team? Everybody's buddy favorite buddy. You know, this is going to sound really retarded because how much we love, how we show love for him on this podcast. I had no idea he was a bohemian. No idea. Really? Yeah. I never heard him talk. That's unfortunate. But that's even better. So here's here's my thoughts with New Orleans. You know, they're trying to make a run at Chandler Parsons right now, right? Mm-hmm. I saw that. So if they get Parsons. He's going to be hot commodity. If they get Parsons, which they have the money to, mm-hmm. their starting lineup, Drew Holiday. For, Ty- for 32 games. That's fine. <laughs> Tyreek Evans and Eric Gordon rotating at the two. Buddy. Gordon Go- Go- needs to get out. Yeah, true. But he's there. He can play a little bit yeah. occasionally. Buddy. Buddy runs the three. Parsons runs the four. Anthony Davis at the five. Part of the four. You got Ryan. Yeah. You got Ryan Anderson coming I think, off the bench. Omar Asik coming off the bench. I think they start Anderson at four and parts of that three for until Buddy gets going. Maybe. Put Buddy at two. I agree with that. Let Evans come off the bench. Or you can let Buddy come off the bench. I don't care, but that lineup's pretty good and they're not shallow. You know, I said, I thought they were going to go this past year, but I was wrong. But they also had a lot of injury issues. Yeah, I was going to say, they couldn't stay healthy. Davis and Evans both kept going down, and Gorn's always hurt. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm excited about my new favorite NBA team. Go Pelicans. <laughs> um, I guess we'll touch real quick on the drafts a few more times. Did anybody else kind of like hop out at you as doing good in the draft? Um, the Celtics, I felt like they were trying to make some moves, and nothing ever worked out for them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I really thought they were going to package. Like, the whole talk was them packaging that number three pick and some players for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler was on the move 42 different times on draft night. And yeah. Still a Chicago Bull. He's still a Bull, which I'm sure he's happy about. But um, my boy Chris Dunn went to Minnesota. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd. Yep, I agree. I really thought they would trade that pick. <clears throat> um. And I, I I don't hate it because I love Chris Dunn, but I just don't know where you put him with with Rubio and I mean that that lineup's actually pretty strong. Young too. Yeah, I, really I, young. I don't know. I, I just I wasn't I didn't unre- really didn't really understand all that. But and what are the Sacramento Kings doing? Uh, <laughs> I asked Boogie Knight. Did Did you see that? Yeah, Georgios Papagianis, number thirteen. Yeah, I, I, that. <laughs> yeah, Boogie Cousins didn't like that at all. I like the uh, Spurs pick too. They got the Dejounte uh, Dejounte Murray. How do you say it? Pretty much, the uh, point guard is going to be taking over for Parker if they. Oh don't yeah, get, yeah, 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 yeah. If they don't get Mike Conley, which is a very good possibility from what I've been reading. Um, if they get Conley, that team's going to be nasty too. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty good. Um, I mean, it should be a pretty, pretty fun next few days for the NBA. I mean, that's. I know everybody likes to be done by you know July Fourth, July Fifth, somewhere in there, right, right around Independence Day. So, next few days should be interesting in, in the NBA. All eyes are on Durant. Basically, yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> that's what she said. 
Right now we're going to jump into a little fantasy football talk and talk about our top 10 running backs. Last episode, we talked about our top 10 quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Yeah. And so now we're moving on to running backs. So, Joey, do you want to and get us started? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go through the running backs real quick, the top 10, and then we'll talk about more like uh, sleepers, bust, that kind of thing. Yeah, we'll dive into it after we list our top 10. And then also, this is not like a in-depth coverage of fantasy football. That, that episode comes later, but just a little filler here because I love like, fantasy football. Like our preseason 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 top 10 yeah without any kind of preseason games or training like camp training camp like in-depth right notes and research so my top 10 goes you're starting at one yeah, yeah i'm starting one okay and i'm just gonna go through my 10 and then you can go through your 10 do it all right uh number one is Le'Veon bell two Gurley, three peterson four Devonte freeman five uh david dustin johnson <laughs> Six, Jamal Charles. Seven, Lamar Miller. Eight, Ingram. Nine, Carlos Hyde. Ten, Thomas Rawls. Okay. Um, mine from one to ten. Number one, Le'Veon Bell. Two, Todd Gurley. Three, David Johnson. Four, Adrian Peterson. Five, Lamar Miller. Six, Jamal Charles. Seven, Mark Ingram. Eight, Doug the Muscle Hamster Martin. Nine, Carlos Hyde. And ten, Thomas Rawls. Our nine and ten is pretty. They're they're the same. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I really don't want to have Jamal Charles there. Just I have him at six. Yeah. I don't want to have him there. Yeah, I was telling you a little bit earlier that like my my, my top five were I was pretty set on, but then once it got past five, like there's a lot of question marks. Lot I'm not of, even set on my top five. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm set the, at one and two. Yeah, set at one and two. Yeah, okay. I I agree. <laughs> I, okay, Bill uh, Gurley, I think are one two. You can flip flop them, and I don't have a problem with it. Me neither. But um. Yeah, I mean, you got my, my number three, and I think it was your number five, David Johnson. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> he 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 wasn't even started for a whole season last year. No, that and that we just see bias that bit me in the ass last year when I picked C.J. Aronson and Jeremy Hill on one team. And yeah, that's that's rough. Both of those did not work out for me. I don't think there. I don't think he's the same as them. I think David Johnson's actually pretty good. Yeah, and I think he's in a perfect situation. But I also think they're going to want to try to keep him healthy. Agreed. And I don't think he's going to get those same 25 to 30 touches a game. I think he's going to get 15 to, to 18, which for still, him is going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's still he's, money. He's pretty good. But I think they're going to let uh, Chris Johnson run the rock. I think Ellington's still going to have a, a say in the passing mm-hmm. game. Yep. I think they're – I mean, and all three of those guys can play. So that's where I have a problem with him being at three. But at the same time, who do you put there? Thank I don't – I'm not sold on – I am sold on Peterson. But – because I think he's going to have the volume that that those other guys don't have necessarily, mm-hmm. but uh, Freeman at four, I'm not. I, I I didn't. He's not even in my top ten. Yeah, I also made this list in May, but I, I don't know. He's I mean, just, he he showed out last year, but he I've, caught a lot of passes. That's what. Uh, let me preface all this by saying my rankings are PPR rankings. My, so are mine. Yeah. So I mean, if he catches another seventy passes again, it's, it's tough to leave him outside the top ten. Yeah. If you play standard fantasy football, you don't need to listen to this podcast because we don't like you. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I, I, so, yeah, I mean, you talk, we talked about David Johnson. Peterson, I mean, at some point, he's going to have to look like he's old. I mean, but he, he's just a, a freak. I, I, I would like to say that's true, but. He's a freak. And he took his, 30, his age 30 year off, not on purpose, but he took it off. Now he's back playing again and I, I I think he has a better year this year than he did last year I think so too because I, I think one Teddy gets better and they start respecting Teddy a little more and they added they got um 
they draft a Treadwell? Yeah, they draft a Treadwell. So they're going to have to respect the passing game a little more, I would think. Rudolph just called himself the best tight end in the game, so... He's been, <laughs> people have been saying that for the last three years, but he can't stay healthy to save his life. No, he's not even a top ten tight end in the game. Um, Lamar Miller, I think he's in a great spot, a uh, great position to actually be used. Because last year, last year in Miami, there were spurts where he didn't even get used. Yeah, <clears throat> I like uh, – Miami was a, a shit show last year. My they God. were unbelievably stupid I, with the way they used I was, him. I was so in love with that team when I drafted a lot of my teams. Jarvis Landry was on a lot of my teams. Lamar Miller was on a lot of my teams. Yep. And I drafted Tannehill late in pretty much every league that I – I had right uh, after my QB two, thankfully. Yeah, but that, that was they were when Miller got the ball, they were successful. Oh yeah, and then there was games where he would have four carries for six yards, and Tannehill would throw it thirty-five times to I don't even know who. Yeah, um, uh, I, I do like Miller's. Um, I guess where he's at right now. Yeah, his position. Like his here's here's where I have a problem. I'm not a huge Osweiler fan. Yeah, and I have. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins ranked pretty high. Of course. I have Miller at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, really, really like Jalen Strong this year. I think oh, yeah. he outplays Will Fuller, who I think is absolute trash. Um, I don't think that Will Fuller will start. I think that Cecil Shorts will be the three and Jalen Strong will be the two They're for them. They're talking about some other uh, rookie that's outperforming Fuller. Carew? Like some Carew? Carew's in Miami. Oh, maybe that's what I'll be in then. I don't know. But anyway, <clears throat> so I just have a hard time ranking all these guys high and then Brock Osweiler being 28th on my list or whatever he is. I don't even know. But I mean, but he can't be worse than Hoyer and Mallet. That's what I said, too, but he might be. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, you said something about Jamal Charles. Yeah. L- lengthy injury history, I guess. What, has it been two, two yeah, ACLs? two ACLs. That's really been the only yeah. true injury history he has but I mean that's pretty big yeah and then and then West and uh, West and Ware showed out Ware played really well last year so I I just feel like they're going to limit his touches I know Andy Reid said that he's still the guy he's going to be the guy he does everything and he does but he's averaged 5.1 yards per carry his NFL career that's pretty strong yeah that's very strong I I think that's the best in NFL history I think you'll have to look that up in, in recent recent times so, uh, who do you got as your can't miss guys? Can't miss guys. Obviously, the top two, Le'Veon and Gurley. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are, are we talking about like our top ten guys? We're talking about guys outside top ten. Just who who do you think can't miss? Like, if you were drafting a team right now, who do you want your your two best your your top two picks or your your <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> just running backs? Are we talking just running backs? Yes, just running backs. Who is your two? Three, four, how many ever can't miss running backs? Okay. Like, you know they're going to be successful no matter what. I will exclude Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. And I will say Lamar Miller, Adrian Peterson, David Johnson, and I, I really like Carlos Hyde this year. He has a different idea, too. I mean, I didn't mean two or three necessarily, but I mean, obviously, Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson are my, my can't miss guys. Yeah, obviously. Um, I, I think David Johnson's pretty close to can't miss. Yep. The other two I can't I can't get on board with. <laughs> I can't. I I have Carlos Hyde as a sleeper. 
type guy. I know that I have him on my top ten, but I, I really think he has a really strong year. A really so. strong year. I think. Um, um, but there's a better than not chance he doesn't finish the year. So I can't say he's not. He's he's don't miss. And I, I same with Lamar. I think that he is a good year, but I mean, if Osweiler starts struggling and they put six seven in the box, how's he going to respond to that? And uh, I mean, he, it's not like he's never been. Play. I mean, he's been injured a few times himself. So that's very true. Um, I don't feel like those guys are can't miss just because of that reason. I, I think that they both have strong years if they both stay healthy. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll take back my can't miss on Hyde. I, I don't know why I said that. I'm just, I'm, but I'm with you though. I know you're you're high on him. I man. mean, it's Chip. It's Chip Kelly. It's not just Chip Kelly. It's I mean, it's volume. Yeah, I mean, he's really all they got. Yeah. And I think. Well, they, the Minnesota game was when he like had like 200-something yards last year. First game of the year. First game of the year, yeah. Monday Night Football. And I didn't start him in my league. That's because you didn't know he was going to be I that did, good. I didn't know it was going to happen, and then he got hurt. But um, I guess we'll see what happens with him. Like I said, if he stays healthy, I think it's going to be great. So, yeah, we'll, we'll put him in the sleeper category, I guess. Yeah. So, on that note, yeah, sleepers. Go, go ahead. Sleeper I, uh, I'm, I, I'm 100% with you on Hyde. Really, really, really like Carlos Hyde because of the volume that he has the potential to get. Um, I I think Mark Ingram has a good year. I think so. I can't believe I'm fixing to say this name because I can't stand the guy, and I and I think he's really bad at football. But in this system and his his role in this system, he's a perfect fit. Danny Woodhead outperforms his average draft position right now. I mean, he does that every year, especially in PPR. Danny Wood had, you know, in my fantasy league, they have the MFL 10s and 25s and all that crap. Yep. And there's like 503 drafts that the ADP is. Mm-hmm. Right now, Danny Woodhead's ADP is 20th. 20th running back off the board. Dang. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I just, I think he outperforms that. I think he's a, a top 12 running back. He's yeah. a RB1 this year, in my opinion. Yeah, and if Melvin Gordon keeps struggling, that, that's even going to add more fuel to that fire. And Melvin Gordon's not good, so he's going to keep <laughs> struggling. Um, let me see if I can throw a few in there for you. Um, a couple guys that struggled last year that I think people are going to be down on, but I think they're going to outperform where they're drafted. Uh, I, I think C.J. Anderson bounces back. Um, he's going uh, 16th. Yeah, the, the, 16th best running back right now on ADPs, or his, his ADP is 16th yeah. running back-wise. CJ, I'm struggling with words tonight. Sorry about that. It, it's okay. It's okay. And then also uh, Demarco Murray. I think uh, people are gonna just, who moly. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I gotta stand up and watch this. Hold on. You had an assessment essay on steroids. Yeah, I, that was like the third deck. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to smooth all lanes. What does smell? Joey farted. I did not fabricate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It smells weird. Back foot. Oh, you didn't see it. Do it. Okay, where's the ball in? They can't find it. No, it's third. Oh, wow. That is the second row of the third deck. They didn't bring gloves. Like you're bring me. Ball can't travel that far. Oh my god! Bring me my horse. Is what you. Oh, get it! Get it! He's getting triple, but he's. Oh. Yeah, he's a. He's not paying attention, but he's this guy's Machado. 
Machado has to get Prince Fielder Cassidy to win that bet. You know that, right? Machado's 235 right now. He's got to do his game 20 pounds. (laughs) 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 Sorry about the brief interruption. Yoenis Cespedes just hit a 12,000 foot home run. Uh, Marco Murray. Sleeper. You don't think. think I think. Mr. Henry takes anything from him? I think your boy gets carries. I think uh, it goes like 65 35, probably. Split with uh, Murray getting 65. And a lot of the passing work. And then Henry spelling him. I think that, one, I'm not a huge fan of Derrick Henry. I really want the guy to succeed because I really like Derrick Henry, the human being. Yeah. Derrick Henry, the football player, I think is so we've, so we've heard. average to below average at you, best. You said it numerous times. Yeah, I have. Uh, so, <clears throat> at JH23, I say it on Twitter all the time. Uh, and I know that they've the coaching, coaching staff, who, by the way, is the worst in the league, Said that uh, <clears throat> they really like Dexter McCluster and passing downs, so we'll see how we'll see Forgot how they goes. I think the opportunity for Demarco having a good year is there. I just don't know that he will because I, I think Malarkey's an idiot. Well, that's proven. Yeah. Anybody uh, else? Anybody deeper than that? Any deep sleepers? Deep sleepers? We're talking about like past like twenty five ish. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he's at on yours. But on mine, he's at 25. That's Jonathan Stewart. Okay. I mean, the dude gets volume. He just, everybody thinks he's injury prone, which, I mean, I guess he kind of is. He has been. And then Artist Payne being there, too. I have. I actually have Artist Payne as a deep sleeper for me. Do you really? I do. I, I, cause I, he's on my, he's on our dynasty league on my team. I, um... It's a good pickup. I um drafted him. Not a huge Jonathan Stewart fan. He, I mean, it's never really averaged a whole lot of yards per carries, yards per carry. Um, and he was serviceable last year. You, I mean, you knew what you were getting from him. He was getting 15 to 22, 23 carries a game. He was going to get you 75 to 100 yards a game and a touchdown, maybe. Uh, that's all you can ask for in fantasy. I mean, that's wise. a good RB two. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid RB two. I take it, especially if you go right receiver or Gronk early or quarterback early. Yeah, he um. He he scored a touchdown in like five or six straight games at one point during the season too. So I mean he was pretty money at that time. Agreed. But <clears throat> but I do like Cameron Harris Payne. I think he's going to be uh, a little bit more involved this year. And if Stewart goes down, he's the only guy that really can shoulder the load after that. So there's that. Um, strictly PPR, I, I would not rank this guy as anything in standard. Uh, theoretic. Yeah, I have Amir Abdullah as a sleeper for me. Well. Both of those guys, I think, are going to do fairly well. But um, with Megatron being gone, um, I think we see Riddick catch a, get a few, uh, not a few more, uh, quite a bit more receptions out of the backfield. And he might even line up in the slot, is, uh, what, is what I'm reading. I think there's a chance of that. So uh, PPR, he, he, he could be a flex RB2 a few games if you need him. Yeah, I know um, the coaching staff said about – Oh, both of those guys, but about, about Abdullah, they wanted Abdullah to be the uh, kind of the go-to, like the you know the bell cow running back. Wait, he was he was hype trained last year. He was hype trained. I'm glad I stayed off that hype train last me, year because me too. I, 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 he fumbled a lot. And I still think he's going to fumble his fair share mm-hmm. of, of of footballs, but I mean he's going ADP is 30th right now, so I, I just think he outperforms that. 
I'm not saying he's going to be top 10 or 15 guy, but he's going to outperform 30. I think, I think so, too. And speaking of fumbles, this guy is at 26. What do you think about Matt Jones, Florida Gator? Uh, he's one of my super sleepers as super, well. Super sleepers? Because I think he's got a chance to be RB1. And I, I, a little bit of it is um, is is ability, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is volume. They don't All they have is Chris Thompson behind him. They didn't try to address that position at all. No. They've said from the moment the season ended last year that he was their guy. He was going to be their three-down back, which I don't believe because Chris Thompson's pretty good out of the backfield he is. on third down. Um, but still, even if he's a first two-down back uh, – I mean, that's volume in the NFL these days. So Yeah, I mean, and teams aren't going to stack the box against him either. No. Because they got Jordan Reed, who's going to stretch the field. They got your boy, Doxon, who's going to stretch the field. <clears throat> I think if Kirk Cousins was an absolute trash, that. I think Kirk Cousins is better than you give him credit for. I mean, but I could throw it up to that <laughs> group of four people and complete yeah, I mean, 45% of passes. Jackson stretching the field, Garcon underneath with Jamison Crowder underneath. and Jordan then Reed. And then, yeah, Jordan Reed and, and then Doxon with Jones in the backfield with Chris Thompson in the backfield. Hell, I mean, I it shouldn't be hard to throw to those guys. Yeah. And I'll have Kirk Cousins on a lot of my fantasy teams this year, just I, so you know. I, I just don't think him. he's a very good human being, like real-life quarterback. Yeah. I would feel kind of stressed out having him as a QB1. Oh, he definitely won't be a QB1. Um, but he's a streamer. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm going to read you four names. Okay. I want you to rank these four guys how you think they're going to be this year, okay? Okay. Jeremy Hill, Jeremy Langford, TJ Yeldon, and Frank Gore. Well, I'll say Yeldon slash Ivory and Frank Gore. Langford, Gore, Hill, whoever is in Jackson. Jacksonville. Because I think they truly share it 50-50. I really do. So, I think they're a wash. And I think in real life, I think they'll both be just fine. But for fantasy purposes, I, I, I don't think you'll ever know which one's really going to have the better game. So, I, to me, they're, they're, they're kind of out of it. Um, I... I, you almost have to like Frank Gore for volume purposes, even though he's 37,306 years old, and I've been saying for 12 years now that he's got to fall off sometime. Right. And he did last year. He only ran for 981 yards, something like that. He's really, He kind of seemed pissed off about it, like he wanted to run for 1,000 this year. Yeah, he's and, got and chip on shoulder, and they got and they, line help finally. Yeah, finally, after 12 years of Andrew Luck, they Who, finally got him some O-line help. Who's behind him? Boom Heron, he's still there? No. I don't know who's behind him. I have no idea. I'm a Colts fan. Hey, they, don't, they truly don't have anybody else. No, it's him. No more Vic Ballard or anything? Nope. So, yeah, I mean, that volume alone has me. I have him a little bit higher than most probably. Okay. Any? Uh, I'm going to go a little deeper too. Go ahead. Uh, I, I somewhat like Derrick Henry. You already um, said that. Uh, yeah, I, but I don't. You do, but you don't. But I do, yeah. So he's going to be on your on your dynasty team? No, he's not. Carlos Williams? Yes. If he gets in shape. His wife was pregnant. So? He was eating with her at 3 in the morning. That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Shady, Shady hadn't been healthy his whole life. So Carlos is a, is a good choice. I like, uh, I, I kind of like Tevin Coleman. He's been the 44th. 
ADP right now. His ADP is 44 as far as running backs go. So you have Freeman number four, Mm -hmm. and you like Coleman as a sleeper. Yeah, because I just don't trust Freeman that much. And he's your number four back. But not really. I told you I made that list a long time ago. It was like (laughs) 2.30 in the morning. I was tired. Okay. So Coleman, Coleman's a, a guy that I somewhat like that I, w- I would take late. Sure. Uh, Wendell Smallwood. Who's he with? Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. They love that kid. Not sure why, but they do. Is he the number two? Uh, pretty much, yeah. They they're, they've Behind basically did everything but tell Darren Sproles that he's not going to be a part of their system. Um, I like Kenyon Drake. Where do you go? Miami. Miami. I don't trust the Jai enough to. I don't know. They love him, man. Yeah. I mean, they loved him last year, too, though. They did. But if he falters, the only person that's there to carry the load is Kenyon Drake. Okay. And he's being drafted as the 58th running back. So. What about Paul Perkins? I like Paul Perkins because I think he has a chance to win the job because those backs are terrible <laughs> with New York. Orleans Darkwa, not a big fan. Uh, Rashad Jennings, never been a big fan. And Vereen's not a running back. He's a pass catcher. Yeah, Vereen, Vereen's never going to be a never down back, so I like him. And then Chandron, just in case Carlos Hyde doesn't do what I think he's going to do. I I did use him like in two games last year. I did too. And he helped me big time. Double digits both times. It was, it was nice. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you about one more player, but I totally just blanked out who it was. Oh, any more rookies? What about uh, Norwood? Jordan Norwood maybe? Chicago. They still like Kadeem Carey in Chicago. He's still there. Yeah, Jeez. and he's had, he's actually had a pretty good off season. I've been reading quite a bit that he's still got a chance to really actually play a little bit. Um, on, the only other rookies I I kind of like are uh, DeAndre Washington with Oakland. You know, I, and I don't. I personally don't like him, but. Uh, all their GM and coaching staff has said is how he he's an every down back, and they really think that he can can play the game, the NFL game. And so, so pretty much saying if Murray, if Latavius Murray don't really step it up, they're gonna give him a chance. Possibly. I, listen, he's a small guy. He played at Texas Tech in a spread air raid offense. Gotcha. It, it's a different game. I, I don't see him being a factor. But like I said, they pretended like they loved him. So, and you got to give him a little. A little something. I do like CJ Procise, actually. I forgot about him. I like him a lot. Uh, I think if Rawls gets hurt or struggles, that Procise can come in and, and, and be the guy with no problem. They've already said, they said the minute they drafted him, who's their third down back? As they drafted him, Roger Goodell said he's going to be their third down back. <laughs> Roger Goodell can't always believe what Roger says. Believe always. in Roger. And then just something to throw in there uh, Arian Foster is still a free agent. And if he goes to New the England. right team, New England, if he goes to New England, he um, he's got a chance. Yeah, he's he's, he's got, got a chance, chance to be a stud. And Miami was a team that I was mentioned with him too, but I think they kind of just that fizzled. Yeah, they kind of fizzled out. So we'll see where he goes. And one more, that could be a sleeper. Yeah, one more guy I like is Ryan Matthews. If he stays healthy, I mean, he's, he's the got, only guy there. He's got talent. I mean, between he's, between Wendell Smallwood and. Darren Sproles, their combined height is is six one maybe. So don't hate. I'm not hating. I'm just telling you. Just I'm just here to speak truth. We're on that six three like you are. I'm not six three either. Six five. Six one. Joey is six three two two ten. With a seven foot two wingspan. We're being ridiculous right now. 
Uh, draft him. Draft him, Boston Celtics, because you can't draft anybody else for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, who who are your busts, sir? Busts. People that don't perform to their ADP. I'm gonna go ahead and throw his name out there, even though I always blow smoke up his ass to you. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. There is no reason that he should be, be being drafted in the top five running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I knew he, this day was coming, and I, I'm so excited for it right now. <laughs> I mean, if he if he freaking ends up top five, by all means, praise be to Ezekiel Elliott. But he's a rookie, has never played a down in the NFL, has never been in the NFL scheme, and yet he's being drafted before Adrian Peterson in some in some places. Right now, Zeke is ADP is four. Yeah. That's ahead of Lamar Miller, Adrian Peterson, Freeman, Charles, Ingram, Lacey, Martin, McCoy, Forte, Lewis. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Especially with there's three starting running, three possible starting running backs on that team. McFadden, who was injured at the moment but started last year. Alfred Morris, who's no slouch. And then Zeke, who they took number four overall for a reason, I would think. You sent that text last night. They took Zeke fourth overall for a reason. My response to you was, they did, and I think that Zeke can be very, very good. I truly believe that. I think Zeke is a very good football player. I don't think Zeke is a 250-carry guy in his first year. I just don't. Not many are. <clears throat> I, I agree. Um, I don't think that he can is going, going to adjust from going to Ohio State spread, high school spread, to NFL, Dallas Cowboys downhill run, run scheme. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think he's going to have a little bit of an issue with ball security early on. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to pass protect very well right now, and I think that's part of why he won't play as much early. Um, and like you said, it's not like they don't have anybody. They have McFadden. They have uh, Alfred Morris, who is a perfect fit for that, ski- oh, that yeah. system. Um, yeah. I saw that. I was like, okay, well, now they're not going to take Z guys. So this whole time I thought they were going to be taking – Ramsey there or trade it which would have made sense yeah and then get I mean like I remember the whole pre-draft time you were saying that Derrick Henry was a perfect fit for Dallas for Dallas because when he gets to the second level I mean he's hell it's game over he's hell on feet but Jerry Jones wanted Zeke and Jerry Jones got Zeke yeah so I I predict I'm not saying it's gonna be bad not me either I'm just saying he's not gonna be a top he may end up being a top 10 to 15 running back by the end of the year because he'll probably have a decent second half of the year. Right. I think after week four to five, if you're in a, in a league that trades a decent amount, he's, he's a buy low guy. I think you trade for him week four or five because then he's going to start racking up carries, and then it's going to be go time. So you're saying he's going to be kind of like this year's David Johnson? Similar, yeah. Okay. But I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna need injuries to get on the field. I think he's just gonna be gonna finally ready to get on the field, and then uh, and then he's gonna. I, I think he's got a chance to show out. I don't know if he will, but I think he's got a chance to show out the last five, six, seven weeks of the fantasy football season. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm with you on that. I don't think he lives up to the RB four yeah, overall. That's crazy. I mean, that might change uh, once it gets closer to the season. But yeah, that's. That's kind of out there. What about you? You got one? Uh, yeah, Matt Forte. Forte, you think so? Yeah, I mean, the Forte before before <clears throat> Forte was twenty eight years old. His last season before uh, 
What was the head coach that he had? What was his name? Tressman. Tressman. Before Tressman, he was 28 years old, and he was struggling. Mm-hmm. I know it was the Bears, and I know they weren't all that good. Their offensive line wasn't very good. <clears throat> I think Rex Grossman was their quarterback. Not really. <laughs> um, they, they weren't very good, but he was still – I mean, he was 3.7 yards per carry that year. He was not He was not overly impressive. Then Tressman comes along, and PPR-wise, he turns into a monster because he catches 85 to, to 100, 100 passes a year. 100, more yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and that opened up some some running lanes for him, and he went over a thousand yards for a couple of years. And everybody saw Matt Forte still the man. And then last year happened, where I know <laughs> a lot of it was injuries, but he wasn't overly successful Mm-mm. before those injuries. He had a couple hundred yard games, but overall, in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't that good. And I don't think it changes this year. I, I think he averages about three point five yards a carry. He might catch a few passes out of the backfield, but over, I mean, I mean, are they going to throw the ball to him? Or are they going to throw the ball to Brandon Marshall? Or Eric Decker, or Bilal Powell, or Bilal Powell. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think. I don't even think Forte is really a every down back. I think he's the most down back. But even with his volume that he's going to get, I, I don't see him being. I don't see them being very successful. Even if Fitzpatrick comes back, I'm not a, not a believer in the Jets. Just have to tell you. Yeah, I mean, this the make it seem like um, Fitzpatrick is like. Really, really good. <laughs> he's really, really not. He's not that really, really good. He doesn't deserve the money he's asking for. I don't no, think. I don't either. Um, he's one of the few guys in the league that I feel like can keep both teams in the game, though. Yeah. Every game he plays in, he keeps both teams in them. <laughs> no lie. But yeah, um, another bust. Um, I don't know. Um, kind of just looking down the list here, trying to see something. I think Freeman's going to be a bust. I think he has a chance to. Um, I think if he gets the same volume he got last year, it, it, he can't be a bust. But if he if he splits with Coleman, then obviously he's not going to be a top top four to five guy that he's being drafted at like right now. Or seven. Sorry, he's being drafted seventh. Uh, how do you feel about A. Lacey? I go back and forth on Lacey. Me too. I, Lacey's shown spurts even when fat that he can run. He, he can, can run the rock and he can catch. And that that team is good. Oh yeah. So I, he could be successful, but he's also shown signs, fat or skinny. That yeah, I haven't seen him skinny. <laughs> he's also shown signs when he's fat of not being good at all. So I, I think it just kind of depends on which guy shows up. If the if the good Eddie Eddie Lacy shows up early, then he's gonna be good. Anybody else think needs to get a a mention? I'm going over the list right now. Not not really. I think everybody else is pretty right on right on par where they need to be as far as average draft position and where they finish. Outside the top ten, I think there's value to be had for sure, especially in PPR. I mean, and like we just named our top ten, but in on the site, I, I'm on FancyPros.com. Mm-hmm. Looking at their uh, top ten, and their top ten goes: uh, Bell, Johnson, Gurley, Zeke, Miller, AP, Freeman, Ingram, Jamal, and Doug Martin. And outside that top ten, I think there's guys that have definite uh, upside. Cause Hyde is 15 on there. Deion Lewis. Yeah, I agree. Who uh, who was having a great year until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be a PPR money. Uh, we talked about Demarco Murray. Um, Rawls is 21 on. On this one, um, I guess it's just because we really don't know 
if he's going to be back by the beginning of the season. Uh, Pete Carroll said him and Jamie Graham are expected to be, to be back during, yeah. by preseason. So. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. And then Matt Jones, 26. So, I mean, there's definitely value. So, it, like I said, it, if you are one of those people that wait on running backs, it goes like a zero running back theory that is becoming more popular each year. You go, you draft a right receiver or a quarterback or a Gronk early. Then, I mean, there's definitely value to be had in like a third, fourth round running backs. But that freaks me out going zero running back. I feel like myself and Shane Pope kind of adopted that as ours before yeah. everyone else did. The zero running back theory? Yeah. And. And we should get credit for that. Like, but I'll give credit to you. Joey Edge and Shane Pope. Geniuses. But, I mean, that just, like I said, kind of freaks me out. But, I mean, you you look at my my two leagues. I'm in three leagues. One, one of you guys is really not a league that we draft, per se. Right. Um, but my one league in ESPN, I went running back, running back. I went C.J. Aronson and Jeremy Hill. That was, that was horrible. Yeah. I was so bad in that league. And then the other league, I went Jamal Charles, which was good for a little bit. Until he died. Until he got hurt. And then I think my second pick was C.J. Anderson in that league, too, which didn't pin up in that. <laughs> yeah. But I ended up getting Lamar Miller later and also traded for Todd Gurley. So I won that league, to just so you know. It's because you drafted well everywhere else because you shouldn't have won that league. It was one pick, dude. One pick. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, you, you win drafts. With value picks, I'll, I'll I'll tell anybody waiver, who will listen. Waiver wire. Yeah, it, I mean if you if you draft well in the third through eighth rounds, you'll win your league. Is that because I was under the impression that your first three picks had to be money picks, like safe money picks. If you fell on one of the three picks, it's gonna be hard. Do you not agree? Or or I, I mean, picked Des Bryant first last year. And? I, and I finished second in my league. I won money. Who are your second and third picks? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know the answer to it. I forgot. I mean, yeah. I mean, Wait for it. I guess you can look either way. But, I mean, it just feels worse when you have one of those first three picks and they don't pan out to be what you thought they were going to be. DeAndre Hopkins was my second pick. There you go. Travis Kelsey was my third pick, I think. My league's different in this one, though, because you only start one running back. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever your strategy is, you just got to always do what feels right for you. And then also pay attention to the waiver wire. Make some trades when you need to make a trade. Don't don't be that guy that bogarts your team and don't want to make a trade because you don't want someone to get better. Yeah, I'm with you. But so, um... I guess that's it for this fancy football top 10 running back, sleeper, bust, all that good stuff talk. Um, I guess next time we'll do a little right receiver talk. Top 10 right receivers. Yeah, top 10 and then kind of the same kind of sleepers, same. bust. Can't and miss. That, that's going to be a little longer conversation because there's a lot. Well, thankfully, there's not a whole lot going on in sports in the, in right now. So Yeah. When we, get, when we get to that, it'll pretty much just be that and a little baseball probably. A little baseball. Be a little over midseason in baseball, so. Maybe a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little cup stack competition. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at the cast on pretty much everything, and you can follow us at Jedge23 on Twitter and at Chanman2Ns and the number eight, so Chanman8. 
on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Joey, peace. Peace.